You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 41. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast. Last week, I covered how overeating can cause loss of sleep and how loss of sleep can cause overeating. And what we inevitably learned was that sleeping well leads to increased health in both body and soul. And a good night's sleep lends itself to good food choices the next day and tendency to stick to that food protocol. Well, good sleep habits help weight control through well-balanced hormones and clearer thinking that results in better decision-making and ultimately great success at spiritual fasting, which is what this podcast is all about. So we are spiritual fasting warriors and we are learning to pray and fast for weight loss, breakthroughs, families coming back to mass, and ultimately to serve God so, so much more as well. And sleep is an important factor in making all of this happen. So if you didn't listen to the podcast before this, go back and listen to that one. Because this one is about sleep and overdrinking. And I'm telling you, sleep and overeating or overdrinking, it's, it's a cycle that goes round and round. Stopping the overeating and overdrinking and learning to managing your emotions in healthier ways results in overall better sleep. And we know this, better sleep helps to stop the overeating and overdrinking and manage your emotions. So it just goes round and round. And thank God we have spiritual fasting to thank for tackling this type of cycle that we may be stuck in. And you know, I believe sleep is just fascinating. In my research, I have found that the brain and body stay remarkably active while asleep. And that sleep actually plays an active role in removing toxins in your brain that have built up during the day while awake. This reparation during sleep also helps alertness, mood, and physical strength. This is according to Annie Grace's book, The Alcohol Experiment. Our brains actually solve problems within our minds while we get good sleep, and this is why we often wake up refreshed and alert and filled with solutions. So as I described in the last podcast, sleep is indeed imperative to your overall health. Most people need between seven and nine hours of sleep per night, and that sleep should be quality and uninterrupted time and include both deep sleep called slow wave sleep, SWS, and rapid eye movement sleep, REM that is lighter, and this is responsible for dreaming. We've all heard of REM sleep, and scientists have discovered that a healthy person goes through six or seven cycles of both types of sleep every night. And the first cycle of sleep is called REM, where your eyes literally dart back and forth within your eyelids as you fall asleep. And it's so funny, I could actually see this type of sleep happening with my newborn grandson as I held him in my arms last weekend when he had fallen asleep. It was so remarkable, but also quite unnerving at the same time because their eyelids open up a little bit. In fact, babies have this active sleep going on every night, as I've learned, and we think they're waking up or stirring, but actually they're really sleeping. Going in and out of deep and light sleep is important to excellent health and waking up refreshed in the morning for all of us. 
So the first period of REM sleep occurs about 90 minutes after falling asleep and typically lasts about 10 minutes. Each REM stage lasts longer throughout the night. The final REM cycle may last up to one hour. And during REM sleep, your heart rate and breathing increases, and it is within this type of sleep cycle that you experience dreaming since your brain is more active at this time. REM is really important because it stimulates the areas of the brainstem that help with learning, processing emotions, allowing you to dream, and is associated with increased production of proteins. So this podcast will focus on how alcohol affects this important time of sleep to the negative. There are two things that seem to hamper the sleep in my life and also the sleep of most of my clients. The first is overeating in some form after dinner that I call late night snacking. And secondly, having an alcoholic drink or two before bed. Oh my goodness. What I have learned about this is really eye-opening. So since we covered overeating in the last podcast, let's talk alcohol with this one. Most people think that alcohol relaxes you and is helpful to fall asleep, but I've learned that this is only partially true. It does sedate us for a time, a short time, but actually hurts our quality and quantity of sleep in the long run. Alcohol before bed stops, literally stops a good night's sleep, and we don't even know it. This is because alcohol is a chemical depressant and an anesthetic. It suppresses the activity of the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain, and alcohol also spikes the flight or fight response in the brain, turning on alerting chemicals when normal sleep is lowering all these things. It is a depressant not as a mood depressant, but as a depressing of the prefrontal cortex that controls your reasoning and inhibitions. This is why you do things you normally would not do when you drink. As a sedative, alcohol is sedating your brain cells, literally slowing down your thinking brain. So yes, it is a sedative, but sedation is not sleeping, unfortunately. This is because your brain is not working correctly, so your sleep actually becomes fragmented, waking you up many times during the night, and these little times of waking are so small that you don't even commit them to memory because you don't even remember them happening in the morning. This contributes to your exhaustion the next day. And there are more reasons for feeling tired. Since this drinking situation is throwing off balance in the body and the body seeks homeostasis, as we know, the brain sends out signals to produce counteracting chemicals to help the depression in the form of stimulants like cortisol and adrenaline. So at first you feel sleepy and sedated. And then when the depressant effect wears off, you're left with a stimulant still working, producing an overstimulated brain in the end. This overstimulation continues long after the alcohol wears off. And this is what deprives you of good sleep as you wake up in the middle of the night. Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) It's happened to me. This is certainly eye-opening, isn't it? No pun intended there. Most people really think that alcohol helps us sleep, but now we know it is simply not true. What is really happening is that you may fall into a deep sleep for the first four or five hours, but then wake up in the middle of the night, still feeling tired, but not able to go back to sleep. You have missed the cycles of REM sleep you need. And listen to this. Sometimes, depending on how much you drink, you often only get one or two cycles of REM sleep instead of six or seven. So at this point, depression of mood or even anxiety can happen. It can set in because the chemicals in your body are so imbalanced. This happens, of course, when you ingest more than one drink, but now Annie Gray says that it can happen actually with just one drink. And that's an experiment for you to have with your own body. And here's the key point. When you drink every night, 
Your brain will be seeking the artificial depressants that alcohol provides to you to get to sleep. So no longer relying on the body's natural ability to slow you down and prepare you for sleep. So you're relying on the alcohol and not your body to get you to sleep. So your body will be seeking these long before you even are getting ready for bed. Your body seeks the artificial stimulants. So this could be one of the many reasons for the cravings you have for alcohol in the evening when you have a neural pathway of drinking every night. You have created this and your brain thinks you need it. So you give in and have a drink or you don't. When you do, you wake up, you feel like you haven't had a great night's sleep because you haven't. And it's clear now, alcohol produces poor sleep overall. What is so interesting about this is that it does take about two to five nights to get a good night's sleep again without the alcohol if you have a routine of drinking every night. But you can recover by halting the pattern and stop the drinking altogether or delaying that alcohol to Sundays. And then just have a glass or two, maybe hours before bed with dinner. This sounds like a great idea if we are planning on drinking and delaying our drinking on Saturday night or Sunday. So to recap, when it comes to sleep, alcohol blocks REM sleep, the lighter sleep that allows us to dream, also critical for learning and memory and rebalancing emotions. Getting a full six or seven cycles of REM sleep helps steer you away from depression and anxiety as well. REM sleep has been described as true overnight therapy. We need it. Oh, I know I need it. And alcohol robs me of this. This is so good to know and to fuel our intellects so that we can make informed decisions as to whether we want to reach for that glass of wine or not. It's our choice and one to figure out as we are all unique humans on a mission. We get to discover what God is asking from us and the best course of action for our own lives. It's not that the alcohol is bad. It's how you want to consume it in your own life and when. Let's face it. It's an addictive substance, that's for sure. So someday you may want to stop drinking it altogether. You get to decide. I still borrow that thought about alcohol from Andy Grace all the time. And it goes like this. Alcohol is small and irrelevant in my life. I just think that over and over and over again. It's the same thought how I stopped uh, drinking on Wednesdays and Fridays, which was, I don't drink on Fridays. I don't drink on Wednesdays. Those are my fasting days. And now that's resulted in my life. I don't drink on Wednesdays and Fridays. So the thought alcohol is small and irrelevant in my life helps me to drink small when I do drink. And this allows me to consider good quality sleep over drinking that glass of wine at night. I'm getting there. I'm trying to figure this all out. And you can too. On my quest to figure out how to be a Catholic fasting expert, I'm realizing how important sleeping is to this endeavor. It really is. There are a few things I know I can do now to improve the quality and quantity of my sleep and some things I've already done, especially when I am trying to lose weight and keep my spiritual fasting scheduled to serve others and help my clients do the same. So here are a few things. I'm working on scheduling a regular sleep regimen. Schedule your bedtime and waking time at the same time every night and every morning, even on weekends as close as you can. Large variations in your sleep schedule or trying to catch up on sleep after a week of late nights can cause havoc with your metabolism and increase stress, resulting in elevated blood sugar with an insulin response. And you know what that means, weight gain. And I'm seeing this in my own life. I'm sleeping also in a darkened room with a lowered temperature. What I'm finding out is that your actual core temperature drops when you fall asleep. 
And I'm finding that a bath or a shower before bed is way more relaxing than even a drink and helps me fall asleep as well. This is just like your kids or your babies. You bathe them right before bed as part of their evening routine. This relaxes them, but it also helps their brains start the process of going to sleep hours ahead of time. I also purchased new blackout curtains for the bedroom, especially for the summer months with the long days because I go to bed fairly early. These things are helping me sleep so much and also not to drink and eat after dinner. Journaling and praying the rosary and reading a religious book right before bed is also so relaxing. So after a shower or bath, studies have revealed that meditation is always helpful right before bed and helps relax the body, preparing the brain for this sleep. Studies have also shown that you will ruminate on whatever you think of last before bed. So scripture is perfect for this reason. This is why we should try not to fall asleep to Netflix like I'm learning not to do. As I said, the shift is challenging for me and my husband, but it's getting easier. Screens before bed are scientifically proven to disrupt sleep and exposure to artificial light right before bed from a phone or TV is not only associated with decreased quality of sleep, but also an increased risk of weight gain and obesity. Yikes. Plus... Netflix, I mean, I just call it Netflix. I mean, you can substitute any other type of streaming. It takes me away from evening prayer that is really the last hinge of my day. I pray in the morning very easily. I scoot that prayer in in the afternoon. And in the evening, it's super short and I want to lengthen that. I always wanted to get a more solid routine with this time of day. And I guess now is the time. So see, God has a reason for everything. He wants us to pray, make an examine of our day, worship him at the end of the day, instead of Netflixing with wine. So he made our bodies and souls for the former. So let's do it. We just work on it. We fail and fail and fail and fail our way to success. And one day we get it. So my plan has always been to stop drinking alcohol after dinner or at all during the week. And I had this down in the winter and I have this down for sure on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But it's a little harder on the other days during the summer, especially when we are out on the lake on the boat. I'm working on it and I will be 100% there by next summer for sure. This takes time, my friends. Don't beat yourself up if you can't get it all done at once. You'll get there over time. I want to do this because blood sugar imbalances cause low quality sleep and I like sleep. And I also like to spiritually fast and it keeps me from doing that. Eating and drinking late disrupts sleep and harms my body as it needs time to rest and repair during the night. And the question I ask myself, is drinking on the boat worth it? No. And I'm learning that. The next thing I'm concentrating on is reducing and managing my stress in the evening by walking, journaling, and praying instead of having a drink or a late night snack. Now, not all evenings are stressful, right? But sometimes we have challenging days where our brain gets tired of the discomfort and urges us toward a drink and a snack. It's a thought like this, oh, I need a drink or, oh my gosh, I need a dessert. Okay. Those thoughts are not helpful. And This can be an opportunity to use that stress to pray and walk and take your situation through the thought model with God. Stress isn't always a bad thing. It's how we perceive it. It can actually help us be resilient. So when we are experiencing discomfort from changing a habit, we can deal with it and notice what is happening and think to ourselves, will a drink and a snack really move us toward our goals? 
This is interesting to consider. If you just roll past your why and drink anyway, you have these goals, you have these spiritual goals, you have this weight goal, but you're like, yeah, unconsciously, I don't even care. I'm just having it anyway. Now you get to look back and consider why you did that and change it. It's a great time to consider what is actually happening at the moment. When stress is considered and managed, it can lead us to transformative changes. It can lead us to being a better, more virtuous person and seeking new ways to live out our lives in service and love of others, especially in the evening. It's actually working for us if we decide to deal with it. You know, I've started walking in the sunshine in the morning and in the evening, and it's not consistent yet, but I'm getting to it most days. My daughter taught me how efficacious this was for mood and health and just letting the stress of the day flow off my body as I walk outside in the air, especially in the evening. Getting outside has been so helpful. This is something new that I've had to add that feels so good. And it's really a nice boost of vitamin D twice a day as well. It is also interesting that when the Virgin Mary has appeared and has given messages in her apparitions, some were actually about getting back into nature to glorify God for this beautiful planet he has created. How many of us keep ourselves cooped up in our homes and at work on Zoom and in front of screens, and we don't even get outside and appreciate the beautiful seasons that God has created for us? Walking outside helps with stress and mitigates the desire for that drink and that late night snack in the evening after dinner. Unmanaged stress, by the way, especially if you're going to white knuckle, may lead to poor sleep and weight gain in several ways, including eventual binging to cope with negative emotions. White knuckling, where you just shove your feelings away and don't deal with them, only works for a short time and then you crash. I know, I've done it. And I still do it once in a while. This is called buffering and is managed by shifting or reframing your thoughts feeling your feelings and realizing that feelings are just vibrations in your body and you can handle them by just feeling them while learning to cultivate good habits and virtues in that space with a good plan of action. Another thing you can do is to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. And I have begun to do this. People with late bedtimes may consume more calories, have a propensity to drink and watch TV out of boredom a habit, and may be a higher risk for sleep loss and weight gain. There have been studies done that conclude that early birds like myself may be more likely to maintain weight loss when compared to night owls. This is interesting. So I suggest you do your own study and see what happens. And as you are working on increasing your good habits to gain quality sleep, you will also be increasing your immunity as well as the days pass by with steady sleep. You're going to get healthier. Not eating and drinking after dinner will result in all of life getting so much better. I can testify to this because when I slip up, I remember why I am delaying and praying in the first place. I slipped up this week when I buffered with some late night s'mores in the microwave. Uh, obviously my husband and I were not handling stress very well that night. It was fun, but sure enough, I found myself up at 3 a.m. in the morning and not as productive the next day for sure. It was not worth it. A planned microwave s'more, if that's what we want to do, is fine, but not like at 10 o'clock at night. That does not work for me. Overeating food and drinking alcohol along with caffeine after the noon hour really robs me of good sleep. And guess what? If you're going through this too, we can change this. The Delay and Pray group coaching experience has all the answers there. And you may have a slip up every once in a while like me, but it's easy to fix with prayer and fasting and get right back on the road. And it doesn't happen often because there's tools. We just have to take the time to use them 
and use them well. And lastly, getting good sleep with all the cycles actually allows you to dream again. We need to start dreaming again. Ask the Lord to help you dream. I told you about a deliverance prayer a few podcasts back, and it asked the Lord to direct our dreams in that prayer. And I think this is a perfect prayer to end the night as you work on winding down your evenings without late night food or alcohol. You're asking help from the spiritual realm, the holy angels, the blessed mother, our Lord. They will help you. Dream sleep has been called emotional first aid, and we need it. During this stage, the brain can take the edge off the bad experiences of the day. And it's this time during dream sleep that the anxiety of the day can be healed. And one of the reasons why you wake up refreshed the next morning, who doesn't need that? I know I do. Dream sleep also helps consolidate memories and update the imagination for the good of our souls, especially if you're praying that uh, deliverance prayer that I told you about. It's time to dream again, my friends, by putting down the wine and getting to sleep. I'm learning that not drinking during the week has great advantages for me and my family and my mission. That glass of wine I used to have while cooking dinner seemed innocuous, but was not helping my sleep. Pausing the alcohol during the week and having it only on Saturdays and Sundays or just Saturday nights is helpful as I work on not desiring alcohol in the first place. Desiring my dreams instead of sugar, flour, and alcohol is really what I'm focusing on. Ultimately, when my desire for these substances is diminished, so will the drinking. It all begins with my thoughts about it. And those thoughts evoke a feeling. And then that feeling will lead to a good plan, which is a robust action line that I tweak over and over again to get it right before God. And I'm willing to fail myself there. Good sleep is all about growing physically and spiritually healthy, increasing closeness to God. And of course this happens. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Since we are a body and soul composite, the physical and the spiritual, they're complementary. Getting healthy in body helps the soul and vice versa. Yet it was funny. I was listening to a podcast a while back and um, one of the priests said in his homily, he said this, God saved me with my legs. He said, I had to get up and use my body to get into the will of God. Let me repeat that. God saved me with my legs. He said, I had to get up and use my body to get into the will of God. Yes, that's it. You must pray and you must work at being all in for growing in virtue. Sleep is a vital part of that. And I want to be all in my whole mind and my whole body. I want to give all of me to him because God gives all of himself to me and everything, especially the Eucharist. Just as we configure a rhythm or pattern of our life as we go to mass on Sunday you know, we're adding adoration on Friday mornings. We're, we're going to mass on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9am. And then Tuesday, Thursday at 530. I usually do confession on first Fridays or first Saturdays and try to go to both. So I'm working on this schedule and I'm moving around what works for me. And then it gets easier and easier. And all of a sudden it's ingrained in my life. It's ingrained in my schedule. It's just what I do. Same with eating and drinking and same with sleep. And with good sleep, my friends, everything is better. I know you can do it. I'll be praying and fasting for you. 
I hope this podcast helped you. And if you think a friend could use the information, please share it and subscribe, leaving a five-star review if you would. So others will hear the great message of Catholic fasting and learn to fast off sugar, flour, and alcohol, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays this year. Our nation needs it so badly. Have a great week, my friends. Keep praying and fasting, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.